Oh, baby, another Muttless BetQL Boston. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BetQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnansky. Welcome into another edition of BetQL Boston. No Mike Mutnansky today. He is dealing with some personal matters. I have no idea what that means. Uh, instead, I have brought in the ultimate Patriots superfan, the honk himself, the NFL enthusiast, the one and only Nick Fitzy Stevens. Fitzy, what's up, bud? The original Foxborough fanboy. And when you say Mike Mutnansky is dealing with some personal issues, you mean it was difficult for him to get out of bed because his loan shark caught up with him last night. <laughs> And gave him a little gluely special for not making good on his debts. I love that. And Shime, this intro is almost as electric as Edwin Diaz coming out of the bullpen to take the mound for the Mets. If anyone that, hasn't seen that, that, that is thing amazing. had me so hype. I watched it in two things. One, I thought, damn, I really do need to make it to City Field sometime this season because I want to yes. actually see that in person. It was so fire. And two, that's everything that's missing right now from the Red Sox. <laughs> Like there isn't like the crowd does like sweet Caroline, Mr. Brightside, oh. eh, buy a brick, $20 beers. Like, no, <laughs> I want everyone to come together over something fire, something electric, a reason to celebrate on mass and be there at the game. And in absence of actually going to the games and getting fired up, how about we just make the people some money so the next time they can go to the game, they can afford those expensive beers. See, that's what I love. The, yeah, the Edwin Diaz entrance, it was like prime WWE entrance oh. era, like combined and, and it took Enter Sandman out back, kicked its ass and left it in the trash. Like that's what it did. It was so good. I absolutely the, love it. The image of the saddest mascot in the history of time, <laughs> Mr. Met playing the air trumpet might be oh, like so the good. air coronet might be the greatest thing I've like that's what we're here for as the kids like to say I am yes. here for it I know like later on like when I come home tonight if my two kids aren't playing the Edwin Diaz music <laughs> when I come home for supper <laughs> you walk into the kitchen and sit down at the table and the trumpets are going dad's here for dinner yeah. let's have some food it's chicken par night <laughs> even though it's 95 outside hey <laughs> Well, we're here to try and win you some money today. I brought Fitzy in specifically because we're going to do some NFL futures, player props, the like, uh, whether you like some team totals, whether you like certain player props, whether it's quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, doesn't matter. Nice blanket episode for you, some things to chop up, um, because I know I've found certain ones that I love. I, I have, I've talked about a couple of them on the show uh, previously, and, and so I got more. And so what other, what better guy to bring in than the, the number one football fanboy in the business, Mr. Nick Fitzy Stevens? So, Fitzy, right off the bat, is yes, there sir. any player props, any win total over unders that stand out to you? One in particular that you're just like, I am, I, I'm gonna, I made, you're in Connecticut most of the time, I believe, right? When you're not down the Cape, you're in Connecticut. You mm -hmm. can place these bets legally in Connecticut. What's yes, the first bet you would place? Uh, I can use any number. I can use Fan Kings, Draft Duel, uh, <laughs> Win This, Bet That, nice. whatever. Yeah, Sugar Bets, Win House, whatever it is. It's a Oh, it's a beautiful thing. And you know from the time that we spent together on the midday program at WEEI how much I enjoy a little parlay, uh, a little lingering action. And I especially love the over-unders in the NFL, win totals, receptions, touchdowns, et cetera. These are one of my favorite things. Gone are the days, Shime, where I used to get so fired up for fantasy. And now I love these NFL futures and player props. And I believe you and I made mention of this when we were doing a positional group preview on our Six Rings Patriots pod, talking mm -hmm. about the wide receiver group and how 
Uh, you and I are both just completely enamored entirely of the AFC West and the fact that it deserves its own red zone channel. I'm going to start <laughs> there. The answer is I love every single player prop over in the AFC West. Justin, okay. Herbert, Justin Herbert touchdowns. Give me the over Russell Wilson passing yards. Give me the over. Uh, let's go to the Raiders. And this is the, the player I'll start with. Hunter Renfro, I believe you told me Hunter Renfro's receiving yard over this season was 800.5 yards, correct? That is correct, and it is still that number on uh, DraftKings. All right. Give me the house. Give me the farm. Give me the kids. Give me the car. Give me everything in your depleted savings, your 401k, which is already probably 20% down (laughs) from where it was at the start of the season. I want it all. Your crypto, everything. Bet literally everything you have. That is my number one player prop an NFL future going into the season. Hunter Renfro is going to feed the likes of which Julian Edelman and a vintage 2007 Wes Welker will be envious of. In a Josh McDaniels offense, he is going to be Derek Carr's safety. He's already proven to be one of the shiftiest and most dependable third down and slot receivers in the NFL. And mm-hmm. now he's got like the Jedi master of how to utilize the third down and slot receiver to the best of your offense's potential. So that's my absolute favorite heading into the season. Bang that over, bang it all night long, like it's the Friday at 5 o'clock work whistle and drum. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll tie right into that. I'm going to stay on the same team, and I'm just going to go to the quarterback. The Derek Carr over uh, is right now, it's actually dropped almost 100 yards. So the last time you and I talked about Hunter Renfro, the Derek Carr prop was 4550 yards Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was even money that number has now come down it's now uh 44 50 and a Mm. half yards at minus 110 so it's not even money anymore it's minus 110 so there's a small vig there but it's worth it to me i i I don't think people are appreciating what Derek carr and Devontae adams have done previously together i don't think they a lot of people just don't realize it that those two guys played together at fresno state um when Devontae adams is a freshman and a sophomore Mm -hmm. his freshman year he had 1300 yards and i want to say like 14 touchdowns um with Derek carr and he and it was Derek carr's junior year and then Derek carr's senior year where he threw for five over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns Devontae adams had 23 of those touchdowns and 1700 yards so this is and we've seen in recent years what a a quarterback can do with a guy he played with in college. You look at it like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. It's just, there's a rapport there that's already been established that people aren't, I don't think giving enough credit. And so to me, they're, they're thinking Devonte Adams might have a down year. They're thinking the Raiders offense has a down year. I think that's manure. I think Josh McDaniels knows that his guys are Darren Waller, Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfro. He doesn't feel super attached to Josh Jacobs. So you're going to see a lot of Kenyon Drake. I think this mm-hmm. team is going to throw the football a ton. And as long as Derek Carr is on the field, in my opinion, he blows by this number. Like Derek Carr is is a candidate to hit five thousand yards this year, in my opinion. With with a with a seventeen game schedule, I think that's very much in play. Um, and so the over on his passing yards this year to me feels like an absolute lock. Yeah, and you you might see Kenyon Drake sneakily enter the hey, that's an impressive third down back. Whenever you have a running back out. Uh, pick him up off the waiver wire or like a or lay random a little money on him. Like the same, like, like the same way, like a Theo Riddick used to be everyone's favorite pickup in Detroit years ago, because Josh McDaniels also knows how to incorporate the third down back because he's been the architect largely of the Patriots offense the past 20 years and no team uses a third down back better. So I'm almost as bullish on the statistical output and betting some overs for Drake 
looking at his season out, but whatever his reception total is for the season, it's already cashed in. Yeah, I I also think that there's a good chance that he has Kenyon Drake in particular has a spike in touchdowns this year. Um, yeah. Josh McDaniels doesn't feel any attachment to uh, Josh Jacobs because he didn't draft him. Right, right. That was the Gruden era. He doesn't really care. I don't think Josh McDaniels has had a running back had over have over 250 carries in a season uh, in like a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and but Josh Jacobs has had 250 carries plus like every season he's been in the NFL. And mm-hmm. I think that changes. So I'm very much in the camp of, I think this is going to be more of a running back guy committee. It'll be Jacobs, Drake. Uh, and I think you could see a spike in Drake's touchdown number, similar to what you saw in Arizona last year, right? With James Conner and Chase Edmonds. Like yes. Edmonds felt like a feature back in a lot of ways, but James Conner was the one that was getting all these touchdowns and, and fantasy-wise getting a lot of those fantasy points. And so I think you Didn't could he see- have 18 touchdowns last year, Shine? He had, like he had yes, an, it was something stupid, and like an absurd, like a ridiculous number of touchdowns last year. Which yeah, uh, I don't know, I know if Drake will get that made, high, no. but like it'll be. You could see Drake with double digits is where I'm at uh, when it comes to touchdowns. Uh, James Conner had 15 touchdowns last 15, year. Okay, yeah, I'm, is, I'm sorry, 15 touchdowns. I think Derrick Henry had 18 the year before. Insane. Uh, it which absolutely insane. So uh, I. I told you earlier, I'm in on whatever the Justin Herbert numbers are, so long as he can stay healthy, because I'm just such a fan of that kid. And I know it's probably low hanging fruit to open up and start out on the AFC West, which we think is going to be all O zero D. Um, How you got to think that that guy's going to throw for 5,000 yards this year. And what's, what's Justin Herbert's touchdown total projection for 2022 shine. So the Justin Herbert touchdown number is currently uh, 36 and a half. That's high. I'm still in on the over. Now I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna lay the farm like I did on Hunter Renfro over 800.5 yards, but I'm gonna do more than a sprinkle. Like I'm I'm yep. I'll, I'll I'll put a taste on that one for sure. Like I'll put a I'll put a worthy bite because there are few QBs that I think j- showed you towards the end of last year are are worth all the hype, the promise, uh, and and everything that you want to put behind him. And this might be their most complete offense and complete defense that they've had to date as well. Like I'm very bullish on the chargers and I don't think just because they have an improved defense that that means that the offense will go into more ball control mode. Uh, they're still going to sling it. Like they're going to Staley's still going to go for it on fourth downs. They're still going to be aggressive on offense. Um, one of my favorite props actually this year, it's the one that I've put the most money on as of right now. Um, is actually a running back prop. Uh, and it's, and it's a guy that you make people, it's it's funny because people are just ignoring the fact that he's fantastic mm-hmm. and kind of betting the rest of his teammates to have great seasons. And that's Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's rushing yards right now is set at 1,050 yards. Uh, hmm. Joe Mixon, when playing at least two-thirds of a season, has hit that three straight times. And that's only two-thirds of a season. In 2018, he played 14 games, uh, or so a little more than two-thirds of the mm-hmm. season, but... He only started 13 of them, had almost 1,200 yards. 2019, he had 1140 in 15 games started. And in 2021, he had 1,200 yards and started 16 of the 17 games. So, like, any season that he's playing basically the entire season, Joe Mixon is hitting 1,000 yards. It's not even close. He clears that no problem every single time. And – I also think that you have to take some things that the quarterback has said into consideration. Joe Burrow has outright said, we're going to see a lot more too high defenses, which means we're not going to be able to throw the ball as deep as we want. We're not going to be able to have as many as those explosive plays as we did last year with guys like Jamar Chase and T Higgins. And what does that mean? The offensive line is now better. 
they're going to run the football. Zach, Zach Taylor loves running the football with Joe Mixon. He, I mean, Mixon might be one of the few running backs in football that gets 20 plus carries every single week. He is a true three down back. He catches six, he catches like 40 balls a season, like it, bare he, minimum. Yeah. So Joe Mixon to me feels like an absolute lock to go over a thousand and fifty yards. I, and I, I think Vegas is doing this because they know people aren't betting him. They know people are going to be betting Jamar Chase. They're going to be betting mm-hmm. T. Higgins. They're going to be betting Joe Burrow. So they're able to bring that Joe Mixon number down and kind of just catch some people, I guess, that are betting the under. Um, I don't I don't really know why people would be betting the under on Joe Mixon. I think he's going to have an awesome year. So I am all in on the Joe Mixon over for uh, rushing yards. And two of the biggest moves in the offseason in the AFC, kind of sneaky great plays, were shoring up the offensive line, which was the biggest problem last year for a Bengals team that made a shocking Super Bowl run. And if they had two more seconds of blocking in the Super Bowl probably would have won that Super Bowl and completed that fourth down pass when Chase was wide open against um, Jalen Ramsey. They signed Alex Kappa, a quality guard from Tampa Bay, and our guy, uh, Ted Karras, from the Patriots. So they shored up their biggest issue, which was guard play last year. And that's, you know, in between the tackles and the numbers, that's where they're going to get the dirty work done. So I'm all in with you. I may even put a sprinkle on Joe Mixon as well. At Shime, a couple other ones that I love. Uh, I got the BetQL team NFL simulations for 2022. Oh, okay. Which is a delicious list to be doing some of your propositional work in NFL futures on. I get just looking right now at win totals and some QB passing touchdown and QB passing yard props. I can tell you, I plan on making money on the Buffalo Bills at 11 and a half wins. Ninkovich, yeah. please. I mean, just go ahead. Over. Put a good piece of change on that one. Reach deep in the pockets and maybe shake out a couple of beach bags and see if you had some ice cream truck money in there. <laughs> and I would absolutely lay it on the bills going at least 13 and four, if not higher. All reports from our pal Mike Giardi and beyond are that this team is a freaking, even with some defensive injuries and a couple of dings and scrapes in the preseason. They're still this a team wagon. is a wagon in bloom right now. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, also, Tom Brady. Uh, the consensus total for touchdown passes for Tom Brady is 35 and a half. That QL simulation, I believe, was 29 on the season. What? How could you? How could He's you? He's at not... 40 in back to back years. Yeah, exactly. And what? And like you've got now you've got Julio, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin has immer- has made it back to the preseason. But even if he's not back, you still have Russell Gage as your number three. And Russell three. Gage, who's going to be the guy I'm going to draft, I guarantee, in every fantasy league this year, who I also kind of love the yardage prop on as well. I absolutely think that that's one of the times I'm going to go against the model as much as I love the bet QL. Give me the over on Tom Brady, 35 and a half touchdown passes. Um, and I got to tell you uh, – Dak, they got uh, Dak Prescott at 4,350 yards for his QB uh, passing yardage total this year. Yeah, I think Dal- I think Dallas is going to have a li- uh, a little bit of a struggle this year. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the under on Dakota Prescott passing yards. Ooh, give me okay. the un- uh, give me the under. I think Dallas. I think this is Mike McCarthy's last year. They mm-hmm. lose Amari Cooper. Uh, the offensive line has had some major issues in camp. So I, uh, they're going to try to, I think they're going to have to run a little, a lot more. They want to lean on Zeke Pollard is a real asset in the backfield. I, and I just think you can't lose Cooper and Cedric Wilson and say, Oh, Dak Prescott's good for 4,500 
no brainer, no joke, no doubt. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm I so I'm, I, I'm not going to take the Cowboys angle just because I'm not, I, I just don't know what to expect out of them because I think, in my opinion, Dak's a really good quarterback, so he might just be able to win them games that they shouldn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the team I do want to target that's tied into the Cowboys, though, is the Philadelphia Eagles. I am in on the over of nine and a half for the Philadelphia Eagles win total this year. Big I know time. the BetQL simulation thing doesn't really have them having much success or it, get, it had them right at nine and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So they're right at that total, which is why Vegas is Vegas. But I love the over here because a, like you said, there's question marks with Dallas, the giants stink uh, and the commanders are going to be atrocious. Carson Wentz is so bad. The Philadelphia Eagles have one of the easiest schedules in football this year. And they went nine and seven last year and improved. This team is better. Dra- than last no, they year. didn't just improve. They drastically improved. Yes. I mean, so AJ I mean, Brown is an absolute, absolute monster. And so now it's not just AJ Brown. It's AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. I think Jalen hurts. In my opinion, I think Jalen hurts is a really good quarterback. I think he's a breakout candidate. I don't know if he's going to be in that upper echelon, but I just think that he could have, a, this could be a moment for him like Stefan Diggs was for Josh Allen. Maybe not that great of a jump, but it could still be a very big jump for him. Having A.J. Brown now on top of Devontae Smith and then their ability to run the football. They made some additions on the defensive side of the ball as well. I really like what uh, Joe Douglas has done. Is it Joe Douglas? Howie Roseman has done mm-hmm. with, with this roster. And Nick Sirianni, to his credit, as bad as I thought he was going to be, was actually a pretty good coach last year. This mm-hmm. team was really good uh, last year, and I just think they're going to be better this year. The NFC is also just not really all that tough. And so to me, to assume they go 10-7 and 7 and make the playoffs again is very, very, very plausible. Uh, and so I am very much in the over camp for the Philadelphia Eagles at 9.5. I'm like our pal Lou Merloni in that I hate betting unders because – who wants to root for something to you never do go under nobody wants uh, I, don't win please don't <laughs> score like that takes all the joy out of being a sports fan and i know we're supposed to sort of be you know uh unbiased media but come on i mean we're all still sports fans and it's not fun to cheer for an under that said one of the unders i am all in like sin on is the arizona cardinals at nine wins get I'm out with of you. town i'm so with you that this team, team is a disaster stinks. that team is oh, an absolute you. That is a dumpster fire. That is an absolute camping ground trash fire. That team <laughs> stinks. I like when your quarterback who just got wildly overpaid for no good reason has to have it written into his contract that he has to do at least four hours of film study a week. And your number one wide receiver is sadly probably uh, teeing off on the 10th or the 11th hole of the back nine of his career because he's just been overused as clutch as DeAndre Hopkins has been for years. I don't love the receiving core. I don't love the running back room. Their offensive line isn't very good. I don't know what they have for a defense. I'm really beyond Buda yeah. Baker. They lose I'm Chandler so Jones. I am I like that in Cliff Kingsbury, handsome AF, lousy Stinks. football coach. Thanks. He's so Stinky bad. football coach. That has oh. six. That's that, like, hello, six and 11 all the way. So give me the, I'm going to, I'm going to bang that under it. I'm going to bang it pretty hard. I think it was Danny Heifetz of the ringer. I, I, I was all in with the, his bold prediction that the Eagles or the, I'm sorry, the, the Cardinals might have a top five pick in next year's NFL draft. I think that's, I think it's, I think wow. it's possible. Like, I think, I think they're that bad. Like I just, I don't have faith in Kyler Murray. I don't have faith in Cliff Kingsbury. I don't have faith in anyone on that team. Um, uh, Shime, let me play NFL basic and let me ask you a question. Okay. Like from what I imagine, like the, the listeners would want to know, let's go, let's go top round of your fantasy draft. A team Ooh, okay. that you know is going to be run heavy, like 
the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Taylor's yardage projection is 1,350 yards. Are you over or under on that one? I'm going to go over just because I think the team's better. So I think he's better, right? Like it's mm -hmm. like Matt Ryan's now your quarterback. You at least have to be, people have to at least be prepared for a passing game. I think Michael Pittman's kind of in that breakout candidate zone as well. So I think overall Indianapolis as an offense will be better, which will open up more space for Taylor. I think yes. Taylor has a really good chance to hit that um 1300 yard 1400 yard mark especially if he stays healthy that's the big thing is he needs to stay healthy um the last guy i wanted to talk about real quick um is kirk cousins mm. his current over under total is at 4200 passing yards now he's eclipsed that the last two years barely sneaking over he got just shy of 4300 two years ago and last year just just got over the 4200 mark mm -hmm. um but there's a new offense in Minnesota, right? And it's run by Kevin O'Connell, uh, who is the offensive coordinator for Sean McVay in L.A. And if people don't know, Kirk Cousins played in a in an offense with a lot of McVan, McVay elements mm -hmm. out in uh, Washington at yep. the time for, for the formerly known Redskins. Uh, and he threw for 4,900 yards that last season he was in Washington. That McVay-style offense is now in Minnesota. It is not run by Mike Zimmer anymore. They are not a defense-first, run-heavy team. They are going to be a balanced offense. And Kirk Cousins is going to have the opportunity to sling it around. So I am I am very high on Kirk Cousins' yardage potential this year. I'm actually kind of high on Minnesota as a team as well. I think they have a Ooh. they might be a sneaky wild card team this year um, that I actually kind of like. And I think Justin Jefferson might. Uh, firmly plant himself as the number one receiver in football this year um, because he's just that good. And, and so to me, I am, I'm pretty high on Kirk Cousins. I think the yardage total is too low. Getting a better passing offense around him, one that he's familiar with uh, is only going to increase his number. And yet they kept it under his total from the last two years. So I am, I am, I, I am, heavily in on Kirk Cousins going over 4,200 yards this year. Could not agree more. Two quality running backs, a uh, young tight end core, and a top five receiver like Justin Jefferson, who is going to catch, score, and gritty his way to the largest payday <laughs> any wide receiver has ever gotten in NFL history. Amen. And he's going to have earned it as well. I'm 100%. all I'm all in on that one. I think he goes several hundred yards over on an offense that, yeah, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I don't know how much improved the Minnesota defense is. They stunk last year. That absolute lo the loss to the Lions that cost you and me both a ton oh, of money. That was Brutal. devastating. Brutal they, coverage the, on the final play of the day. The issue, though, is they had nothing to play for last year because Minnesota wasn't that good. This year, right. though, Green Bay is beatable, right? At least yes. at the outset, they don't really have any receivers. Like, who is Aaron Rodgers throwing the football to? I, I'm pretty sure if there's an Aaron Jones receptions prop, I'm hitting the over because there's a chance Aaron Jones might be the leading receiver in, in catches, at least, on the Green Bay team. Like, yep. that's how little their receiver room uh, is looked at right now. It's led by Alan freaking Lazard. So I'm high on the Vikings this year. Um, and so we we gave you we, – we talked about the Hunter Renfro, Derek Carr, uh, Fitzy, you also had uh, Cardinals on the under. Yep. I love that. That was Buffalo that might be my favorite over. one. Thank you. Buffalo on the over of 11 and a half. And mm -hmm. I'm going to sneak one last one in real quick since I love the wide receiver props because they're the most fun to root they for. They are so much fun. Um, Gabe Davis, the number two receiver Ooh, yes. in Buffalo. He who – the guy – most of Football America will know him as the guy who popped for four touchdowns in the greatest, most entertaining divisional game, non-Patriots edition in the history Amen. of football last January, right? 
This guy apparently has just kicked ass all offseason long, looks uncoverable in the preseason, took the offseason seriously, got in real football shape, and his yardage prop is 800 yards. It's actually 799.5 I have right here in front of me. Yeah, All day. That feels real nice. Especially because he's not going to draw the number one corner. As long as Stephon Dix is on the field, he's getting the number one corner every time. He is going to feed. He may end up with better numbers or numbers comparable to Steph Diggs, if not beyond, at the end of the season. Uh, Especially if Josh Allen continues to just get better. Like, Mm -hmm. with with him, uh, as they always say, Fitzy, a rising tide raises all ships. So. Uh, I, if Josh Allen is just getting better, I, I can't see how Gabe Davis doesn't have an awesome year as well. I love that. all about it. All about it. And so then I also gave you Mixon and Kirk Cousins. So make sure to go back, listen, you can hear all of our analysis for all our picks for the season for you. Um, and you know, if you have any questions, feel free to t- free, feel free. Wow. If I could speak, feel free to tweet <laughs> at us. He's at Fitzy GFY. Make sure to reach out to us at BetQL Boston on Twitter as well. We'd be happy to uh, get back to you, send us some questions, any questions you have for the upcoming season, any uh, winning betting cards, you're betting some MLB right now, feel free to send it our way. Um, but those are what we got for you. Fitzy, I want to thank you again for hopping on today uh, with uh, Mutt being absent. He's dealing with uh, his horse's hangover, I guess, from from the weekend or whatever. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Always a pleasure, my guy. With futures, yours is very bright. And when it comes to player props, you can proposition me anytime to win some money, my guy. I love it. All right. For Fitzy, I'm Sean Time. We'll catch you guys tomorrow on another episode of uh, BetQL Boston. See ya.